sunrise and sunset, promise and fulfillment, birth and death. The whole drama of life is written in the sands of time. We present a new series of radio programs, The Clock. From the point of view of time, the world is filled with objects that are aging. The giant redwood trees in California, for example, were full-grown when Marco Polo found his way to China. There are pyramids in Mexico that were already relics when King Tut was a schoolboy. And the deep canyons and breathtaking crevices which hold the tourists spellbound in Yellowstone Park count their birthdays in the millions. These venerable landmarks may have been preceded by Father Time himself. But there is still nothing in this world that is quite so old as yesterday's newspaper. Uh, Eddie? Uh, this is McLean. Oh? Uh, McLean, your city editor. Uh, oh. Oh, yeah, morning. Morning? It's almost noon. You must have been kicking the gong around last night. Oh, a little party. Nothing terrific. Hey, wait a minute. This is Thursday, McLean. So what? Thursday's my day off. From now on, it's Friday. I have an assignment for you. Oh, no. Can't you get her? I'm dead tired. Herman's away. Besides, this is just your dish. Now, I've arranged for an exclusive interview with Francine Moulton. Well, the dame who just got an acquittal on a murder charge? No, that's the one. We're paying her a thousand for an exclusive story. Now, you ought to go over to her home on Sutton Place at one o'clock. Oh, but the case is finished. She's been tried, freed... I don't get it. She's still good for a little circulation. Mm. I'll send Joe with you to get some pictures. It's great for our Sunday supplement. Yeah. I got the appointment at 1? Yeah. Joe knows the address. He'll pick you up at 12. And Eddie. Yeah. Use your noodle. Try to make her talk. You never can tell. You may run up against a brand new twist. Hey, you know, I hope this Moulton gal will post... Some of these dames get very touchy when you flash a camera. For a thousand shield poles, turn left over here. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, did you cover the trial? No, it was on holidays. Hey, it was quite a shindig. You know, when she got up on the stand and told her story, half the jury pulled out handkerchiefs. They were only out four hours. Her husband fell out of a window, didn't he? Yeah, from his office. Twelve floors above the ground. Mm. She was with him when it happened. She claimed she was asking for a divorce, and he tried to scare her by telling her he'd jump. He got too frisky, and he lost his footing. Mm. Well, what kind of a woman is she, Joe? Oh, well, wait till you see. Yeah, good looking? A dreamboat. Great big blue eyes, ice blonde hair, a face like an angel. No wonder the jury fell for her. You talk like she vamped her way out of it. I'm not saying. The evidence wasn't strong enough, so she was acquitted. <laughs> but I can think, can't I? <laughs> you still want to be a big detective, huh? Joey Lester, private eye. Okay, Dick Tracy, well, where's the house? Pull up the curb. And listen, uh... Listen, Dick, I'm the reporter, and you're the fellow with the camera, you see. I'll do the talking. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, some joint. Yeah. Pretty classy. Well, her husband left for plenty. She can afford the living style. 
I wonder why she agreed to give us a story in the first place. Oh, maybe she's one of those publicity hounds. Love to see her name in the papers. Should be. Yes, sir. Uh, Mrs. Moulton at home. Who's calling, please? Mr. Evans, Daily Tab. Mrs. Moulton isn't seeing any reporters, Look, sir. tell her we're here, will you? We've got an appointment. Just stay where you are. For a moment, please. Hey, I shall Keep your mind on your camera. Hey, Eddie. Have a look at this place, will you? Oh, and now I know how the other half lives. Oh. The lady has a taste. Sure. Oh, yeah. Only don't let her catch you near any open windows. Oh, why don't you talk a little louder, you dope? The papers are just dying to defend the slander suit. Ah, oh, stop writing me, will Mrs. you? Mrs. Moulton will see you. Please step into the library. Thanks. In here, sir. She'll be with you in a moment. Okay, no, thanks, thanks, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Let me see. Now, if I get a shot from this side of the room, we can get that painting in up there. You Is know? that a picture of Mrs. Moulton? Yeah. Oh, she's even better looking. Get her to sit in that couch, will you, Eddie? The background is perfect. Mm, great. You're right, Joe. She's beautiful. Ah, they're all alike. Good afternoon. Hey, oh, oh, good afternoon. Mrs. Moulton? Yes. Uh, I'm Eddie Evans, reporter for the tab. This is Joey Lester, one of our photographers. Please make yourself comfortable. Would you like something to drink? Uh, sure, don't bother, like... Mrs. Moulton. Don't bother. We prefer getting right down to the interview. Whatever you wish. I suppose you wonder why I consented to give you this interview. Well, it's uh, easy to see. You don't need the money. I'm giving the money to charity. Oh. Then why did you give us the green light? I've gone through a great deal since my husband died. The trial was difficult and it frightened me. I don't blame you. But you, uh, you got, you got an acquittal. Yes, from the jury. But what about the public? Uh, the public? During the trial, the newspapers were very unfair to me. They pictured me in a sordid way, and they seemed to believe I was playing some kind of a part. Do you mean they thought that you were guilty? Yes. Well, from what I understand, my uh, own paper was one of the worst offenders. That's why I've given you the exclusive interview. Perhaps it will present my case a little better to the public and help clear my reputation completely. Now, look here, Mrs. Moulton, how about a picture first before we begin? I... A picture? Yeah, yeah, don't mind, do you? Just sit where you are. That's fine, that's great, that's it, yeah. Now, uh, cross your legs and let's have a little cheesecake, huh? Uh, lift your dress a little Can bit, it, please. Joe. Yeah. Huh? Put the camera away and take off your hat. You're talking to a lady. Hey, what's the matter with you? Just ignore him, Mrs. Moulton. No one ever taught him any manners. What? I promise you we'll only print what you tell us. Of course, if you want your... Lawyers to look the story over. That won't be necessary. I think when you hear what I have to say, Mr. Evans, you'll only print the truth. I tell you, Chief, the guy is nuts. He wouldn't let you take any pictures. No. And boy, what a shot we had. The gals, she's got a shape out of this world. Did you read the story Eddie brought back? Yes, I did. It's got as much appeal as a can of salmon. Look, he acted like he was drunk all through the session. You think she was the first blonde he'd ever saw in his life? Yes, Mr. McClain. Is Eddie Evans out there? Yes, sir. Send him in. All right, Peter, Joe. I'll talk to Eddie alone. Oh, uh, hello, Eddie. Hello, Pinhead. Are you going back to your blocks? Oh, cut it out. Uh, Evans, we can't use this interview of yours. Why not? Because it's too dull, that's why. I wrote up what she told me. Oh, for the love of Mike, she's no saint. You've got this thing looking like a lyric of a hymn. McLean, if you wanted cheesecakes and hysterics, you picked the wrong woman. Mrs. Moulton happens to be a lady. All right. But didn't she tell you anything about her husband? Maybe he was a no good. Maybe he slugged her. we got to have something to talk about, don't we? 
Got everything right there in that story. Her husband treated her okay until he started going haywire. She doesn't like to talk about him, and I don't blame her. <laughs> Listen, boy, Scout, you sound like you've fallen for it. Look, you pay me to get interviews. If you, if you want to do a little muckcracking, get someone else. Don't you talk to me like that. If you think you're going to throw a thousand down the drain just to cover a cheap blonde... <laughs> Next time, maybe you're going to have a little more respect. There won't be any. Next time, Evans. You're fired. Now, get out! Good evening. Oh, good evening, Mr. Evans. Is Mrs. Moulton at home? Yes. Please come in. Thank you. Who is that, Sally? Mr. Evans. Oh. Hello. It's so nice to see you again. I, uh, just stopped by for a minute. Uh, maybe I'd better talk to you alone. Oh, excuse me, ma'am. Yes, Sally. I just wanted to warn you not to give out any more interviews. What do you mean? Well, the one you gave me didn't satisfy Mr. Big at the office. He wants more dirt. I see. They may send someone around for another try. So don't see him. Thank you for telling me. That's all right. I hope I haven't caused you any inconveniences. I mean, you didn't get into any trouble because of that story, did you? Well, I only got fired, that's all. Oh, no. But it wasn't the story. It was something else. I can pick up another job. Do you mind if I tell you something? Of course not. You won't think that I'm too fresh? No. I've never met a woman like you before. What I mean is I was nursed in the gutter and brought up in an alley. I've been covering criminals for that cheap paper so long, I think I've forgotten what a lady looks like. But after meeting you, I remembered again. You're very sweet, Mr. Evans. And I'm terribly sorry about what happened. Oh, forget it. Well, I'll, I'll get along now. Will I see you again? You mean you want to? Why not come here for dinner tomorrow night? Come early and we'll have cocktails together. Can you manage it? Can I manage it? Oh, boy, you just try and keep me away. Give me a quick one, Pete, will you? i got a dinner date in 20 minutes. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh... Hello, Eddie. Well, well, look who's here. The flash pub kid himself. Been peeking through any good keyholes lately, Joe? Oh, look, I'm sorry you got fired, Eddie. No kidding. Don't I feel haven't. so sorry. Have yourself a drink. You mean you're not sore? Joe, I feel far too good to stay sore anymore. <laughs> hey, there was a letter brought to the office today for you. That's uh, why I came over here. You didn't leave any forwarding address. No, it's probably a bill. Oh, it's not a bill, Eddie. It looks like a woman's hand to me. Here. Thanks. Uh, no, it's an address. You know, uh, I never said anything to the old man if I'd have thought... Hey, what's the matter, Eddie? That letter, bad news? I don't know. Well, who's it from? It wasn't signed. Must be some kind of a crank. It doesn't make sense. What does it say, Eddie? It just says, even a lady can wash her hands in blood.
As inevitable as it is that the seconds will grow into hours and the hours into years, so is it inevitable that a seed of suspicion will sooner or later ignite in the mind of its bearer, burst into a conflagration to consume his life and leave him nothing but ashes and death. Another cocktail, Mr. Evans? No, no thanks. I've had enough. Uh, call me Eddie, huh? I, I don't have enough dignity to add the mister. You seem disturbed tonight. I was just thinking of something. Do you have any enemies? Enemies? Yeah, a woman who doesn't like you too much. Not that I know of. Why? Oh, it isn't important. I would have more sense than to pay any attention to Clay. Let me change the subject. Has someone been talking about me, Eddie? Not to my face. I wouldn't stand for that, Francine. It's okay if I say Francine. It's okay. I guess you think I'm kind of rough around the edges. Well, I am. I just feel like a bull in a china shop when I'm talking to you. Why? Oh, because we're so different, I guess. How are we different, Eddie? Uh, you're the kind of a woman who comes wrapped up in a fancy box with pretty ribbons. Me, I feel more at home in a crate. The qualities in yourself that you apologize for. Maybe the very ones that make you so attractive. You think I'm attractive? You are to me. I admire your character, Eddie. You're not soft or crude like so many men I've known. Oh, they cover their crudeness with a certain polish. But the veneer is usually very thin. Eddie. Are you falling in love with me? Is it as obvious as all that? It is to me. No, Fran. I'm not falling in love with you. I already fell. I'll be over at nine, Fran, with something important on my mind. I got a surprise for you. Oh, Eddie, what kind of a surprise? I, I know, you'll find out later, but I can tell you this much. The suspense is going to be tougher on me than you. To get you in a taxi, honey, you better be ready by half past ten. Now, come on in, it's open. Don't be late. You want to be there when the band starts playing? Just remember when you get there, Hello, honey. Hello, Eddie just boy. <laughs> what do you want, McLean? Oh, I just came over to chew the fat. Go chew it somewhere else, will you? I'm busy. <laughs> Getting all dulled up for a party. Yeah, I am, and you're not invited. How is Mrs. Moulton's? None of your business. Oh, you're a smart boy, Eddie. I got to hand it to you. <laughs> What are you talking about? Who are you working for now? Next week, I'll start with a chronicle. You wouldn't know anything about it. It happens to be a decent paper. Oh, cut the comedy. I've come over here to make a deal. What kind of a deal? You get your job back with a bonus and a raise. If we get the story. What's the matter with you? You're drunk? Now, don't be coy about it. After all, Eddie, you owe us some loyalty after 11 years. <laughs> and I'm willing to forget about that suck on the nose. Business is business. Go out and get yourself some black coffee. You sound like you need it. You know, the scooper is an interesting problem with the courts. You can't try anyone for murder after they've been acquitted once, but uh, we'll let them worry about it. We'll take the circulation. What are you drooling about, you overfed jerk? All right, skip the tough guy act. You've been making a play for Francine Moulton to get new evidence now, haven't you? New evidence? You're crazy. What about this letter? What letter? Was sent to the office and opened by mistake. Open by mistake, you snooping little... You want me to tell you what it says? It says her husband didn't fall. He was pushed. And you don't have to be a gypsy to figure out it refers to Mrs. Moulton. Let me see that. How much do you know, Eddie? And how much longer will it take you to get all the dope? Hmm? This was written by a nut. Oh, that's what you told Joe about the first one. All right, Eddie, I'll make a deal with you. 
I'll pay you 500 for the yarn when it breaks. And I'll pay off whoever you're in cahoots with. Hmm? The door's right behind you, McLean. Use it. Oh, don't talk. Get out before I wrap this chair around your neck. <laughs> okay, sonny boy. Have it your way. But if you happen to change your mind, you can call me. I'll set aside that 500 just for you. Eddie, darling, how are you? Oh, I'm okay. Here, let me take your coat. It's Sally's night off, so I'll have to do the chores for the evening. Say, you look terrific in that dress. I thought you'd like it. Oh, it's rather daring for me. I don't usually like my evening gowns cut quite so low, but if it pleases you, Eddie, that's all that matters. Now, what's the surprise you have for me? Let's talk about that later. Oh, later. don't tease me, darling, please. What is it? I bought this ring today. Eddie? I thought that... I th Maybe you like me well enough to take a chance on getting married. You love me that much? Yes, I do. I'm very touched. Fran, Fran, look at me, will you? Have you always been on the level? What do you mean? With me. You know I have. Oh, look, I almost feel like a louse when I say this, but I've got to get it off my chest. Tell me, Eddie, you know you can say whatever you like and I'll understand? No, Fran, you tell me. Tell you what? How your husband died. Eddie. Tell me the whole story and, and please don't leave anything. I don't understand why you want to hear I've it. I've got my reasons. All right. All right, I, I went up to his office and told him my bags were packed. I said I knew about his other women and I couldn't stand it any longer. Go on. He had been drinking. He often did in the middle of the day. Suddenly he became furious. He grabbed my arm and twisted it behind my back. When I started to scream, he let me go, and he shouted he'd kill himself if I left him. And then he went to the window and stood on the ledge. Yes. He slipped and fell over. You... You know how it happened, then? I read the account in the papers. I went through every rag in town reading about the trial. I checked, I rechecked. Why, Ed? Did you think I murdered him? Fran, look at these notes. If you could find out who wrote them. I know who wrote them. You do? It was Sally, my maid. I know her handwriting. She's been trying to blackmail me. Honey, is that the truth? She said she had evidence against me, and I called her bluff, Eddie. When I told you she was off tonight, I wanted to avoid unpleasantness for you. I made her leave my house this afternoon. Fran, why didn't you call the Fram, cops? I've had enough trouble and too much publicity already. The only thing that matters now is whether you believe in me or not. Oh, I ought to get my head punched off. It would serve me right if you were through with me. I'm glad we had this out, darling. And as far as leaving you is concerned, was I mistaken, Ed? Or did I imagine you were proposing to me? I'm crazy about you, Fred. Then why wait, darling? Do you really mean that we, we will get married t tomorrow? Oh, yes. But, darling, let's elope. Tonight... Eddie, we'll use my car. We'll drive all tomorrow morning just wherever we find ourselves in the country. Oh, baby, get your hat. We're on our way. Haven't changed your mind yet, have you? No, Eddie. And this is so romantic, driving along just the two of us. I'm so happy. How do you think I feel? I never thought I'd be lucky enough to grab a fancy prize like you. Oh! 
like a flat. What a rotten break. Yeah, that's a flat all right. Left front wheel. Forget about it, Eddie. Maybe... It'll only take ten minutes to change. Is, uh... This is the key to the boot, honey. I want to get the tools. Yes. I'll be fast. Eddie! Y'all. Nothing. Go ahead. Get the tools. Well, Eddie? So? Don't touch me. She's dead. You killed her? Yes. Too bad, Eddie. I thought that when we got out into the woods somewhere, I could get rid of her without you knowing it. Yeah, too bad. Start fixing that tire. I know how to use this gun, and it works very well for me. And Sally? What about me? I'm afraid I'll have to kill you, too. <laughs> Slow down at the end of the stretch and take the left turn. So you killed your husband, too. He wanted to leave me and take his money with him. I like money, Eddie. In fact, I can't do without it. And he was the one who wanted the divorce. Naturally. You cheated him, didn't you, the way you cheated Let's me. Let's not be melodramatic about that. Ah, Lady Milton, the girl I couldn't touch. Pure as the driven snow, the kind they drive into the Slow sewer. down and take this turn. Sucker Evans, the poor man's chump, the boy who believes in Santa Claus. I said slow down, Eddie. Sure, I'll slow down. Watch. Stop this car or I'll shoot. Go on, pop me and then see how it feels to go into a ditch at 70 miles an hour. Eddie, you'll kill us both. Slow down. That's the idea, Lady Moulton. You catch on fast. I gotta go anyway and I'll have some company. I'll give you what you ask for, you double-crossing little tramp. I'm sorry I won't have time enough to kiss you goodbye. on Route 1. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hurt. Yeah, I'm hurt bad, baby. But not so bad that I won't be up to collect that 500 you promised me for the story. place on the outskirts of the city that has just acquired a distinguished client. If you go past there sometime at twilight, you'll notice a handsome monument inscribed with the name of Lady Moulton. Nobility? Not exactly. It's just Eddie Evans' way of spending $500. The clock will be heard again next week, same time. Written by Lawrence Clee, Harp McGuire narrates as the clock. You heard as Francine, Wendy Playfair, as Eddie, John Mellion. Guy Dalman as McLean with Al Thomas and Jocelyn Hernfield. The Clock, directed by John Saul, is a Grace Gibson radio production.